Neon Dreams was one of the top gourmet experiences if you were into my city's food scene. It had this crazy modern theming with LED lighting that just seemed irresistible to me for some reason. Plus, there were rumors the building was haunted. So one night my curiosity got the best of me, and I decided to check it out with my friend Mark. The place resembled some kind of futuristic space station, like you would see in Star Trek or something, with lights flashing in these synchronized patterns across the floor. The craziest thing was that all surfaces seemed to be digitized, with these LED lines shooting across the walls and tables. It was like the game Snake was being played everywhere you looked. After we sat down at one point, I was looking at the menu, and a green LED light trail made its way up onto the table, and then began to create a design on the table's surface. My friend Mark looked up at me as it surged back and forth in front of my menu, as if the light had chosen me for something. Then as I turned away from it, the light seemed to stop paying attention to us. That was weird. I wonder how it knows you stopped looking at it, Mark commented curiously. I guess there's cameras or something. Maybe the whole place is interactive somehow. Damn, that's awesome, Mark whispered. I gazed around at the rest of the restaurant, thinking about how every angle of me might be being viewed by someone. Mark nodded his head as he looked back down at his menu. At one point during the futuristic meal of unique tapas and cocktails, I found myself needing to use the restroom. So I left the crowded main dining area and ventured down a hall where the bathrooms were. Across the hall from the restrooms was some kind of maintenance worker, closing a basic unmarked white door. He then got a call on his radio, and his eyes shot open. It's flooding again, really? One sec. He took off in the opposite direction of me. I tried to get in the bathroom, but it was a single-person one and seemed like someone was in there, so I just stood across from it to wait. Suddenly, one of those weird green lights came down the hallway towards me, and then began flashing as it formed into an arrow, pointing towards the door the maintenance guy had just left from. I looked over and noticed that the maintenance guy had left it slightly open. Curiosity getting the best of me, I peeked my head inside. The atmosphere shifted dramatically. No pulsating beats, no flashing lights. Just pitch darkness and a sliver of moonlight peering through a small skylight. That's when I saw them. Five mostly burned up 80s animatronics standing there on a stage. One of them, a bear, had a broken banjo that just sadly hung from one of his hands. As I was about to turn back, feeling a mix of nostalgia and unease, I heard a tune. The animatronic suddenly jerked into motion and looked over at me. The lines of light came into the room and began rotating around the figures as if it was being controlled by them. I looked over at a control panel that seemed to have gone with the original show. And strangely, the wires from it had somehow fused into the floor. Those lines of light would come and go from the point where it had fused repeatedly, creating a pulsating light show. I heard whispers, murmuring softly at first, then growing louder and more urgent 
coming from a pair of speakers above. Join us at Showbiz Pizza. It all clicked in that instant. My friend Mark was a bit of a history nerd, and he had told me stories about an old family entertainment place that had shut down after a horrifying fire. Some employees were apparently trapped and met a gruesome end among malfunctioning animatronics. My mind blown, I headed back to the dining area. I found Mark and immediately told him everything. As he connected the dots, he confirmed that Neon Dreams was actually built among the ruins of a mostly burned up old showbiz pizza place building. I looked at Mark and he gave me a nod, as if we both knew what to do. We slipped past the servers and ventured back into the storage room. Once again, the animatronics were in their dormant state. Mark started examining the faded posters and old trinkets scattered around. I focused on the animatronics and cautiously approached the bear holding a banjo. With the trembling hand, I touched its furry face. The moment I made contact, the room began to light up with those trails of colorful light. The animatronics began this grotesque version of their original show. Their burnt-up limbs jolting about as they played a sorrowful melody that seemed to capture years of torment and solitude. And then from those speakers were the words, Mark and I gazed at each other horrified, unable to process what we had just heard. He then looked down at his phone and showed me an old blog he had found. It described the fatal accident at Showbiz Pizza Place. Five names were highlighted, employees who had suffered in the tragedy. The animatronics, now silent and still, seemed to stare at us with a newfound intensity. It felt like they were trapped somehow. Can you hear us? Mark ventured. His voice tinged with a mix of fear and awe. We know what happened. We want to help. As if on cue, the room lit up with a reddish glow and an old TV screen above the stage came on. It showed an image of a child cutting his finger and crying. Then other children running around in this old footage of Shoba's pizza. We knew they were trying to communicate with us. We just didn't know what they were trying to say. I looked at Mark, who seemed to share my sense of urgency. We needed to do something more. But what? We spent the next few days diving into websites, searching for any information that might help figure out what to do. Mark even managed to interview a former Shoba's Pizza Place employee, now in his 70s, who reluctantly shared his knowledge of a ritual from the original venue. Apparently, a big part of Shoba's Pizza Place was the closing ceremony, a tune the animatronics would perform that symbolized the end of the day's joy and the promise of a new dawn. He suspected that maybe the tragic fire damaged the animatronics and they weren't able to finish the ceremony. Armed with this information, we returned to Neon Dreams late one night, sneaking past the last of the patrons and disappearing down the corridor, leading to that haunting room. We felt a shiver run down our spines as we pushed open the door, but we were determined. 
Mark had managed to locate an old banjo that was similar to the one held by the lead animatronic bear. With a sense of purpose, I took it and replaced the tattered, dust-covered banjo the bear was holding with this new one. Then Mark pulled out a small speaker and began to play the ceremonial closing tune from his phone. As the melody filled the room, the animatronics just stayed silent. It's not working, I yelled frustrated. Suddenly Mark's eyes lit up as if he had one of his classic crazy ideas. He took out his keys, and with a sharp bottle opener, he made a small cut in his finger. What are you doing? I yelled. Maybe it needs some kind of life force, like it was showing us in the footage. Mark dripped a drop of his blood onto the guitar, and suddenly the bear jerked to life. But his movement this time was different, along with the rest of the band. There was a grace to them, as if they were savoring this final performance. When the tune reached its end, the figures stood still for a moment. Maybe that was it. I think we did it, Mark said triumphantly. At that moment, the room suddenly lit up a crimson red. The light trails began to rotate around us like we had been selected for something. We stood there in awe as all the animatronics turned towards us and began to laugh. I then realized the tragic mistake we had made. The lights flashed off as I heard Mark yelp from beside me. When they came back, he was gone, and the animatronics were turned off again. Mark! I yelled, searching for him throughout the room. The animatronics remained silent and motionless. That was when I started beating them with a metal rod that was leaning against the wall. All of a sudden, the kitchen staff came in the room, and two large men grabbed me and began to drag me out, the animatronics still not moving. Until just before the door closed behind me, the bear powered on and turned facing us. Something about the look he gave me, I could tell. It was him. It was Mark behind those eyes. They banned me from the establishment for trying to break the animatronics. And since then, I've not been able to get back in again. No matter what I do, I can't shake the thought that my friend was now entwined in the decades-long tragedy of that room. The Neon Dreams restaurant continues to dazzle patrons with its futuristic ambiance, blissfully ignorant of the dark past lurking in a forgotten corner of it. But I know better. I know the cost of my curiosity and the weight of our unintended actions. And so, as I walk past the brilliantly lit facade of Neon Dreams, every pulsing LED and every burst of laughter from within serves as a haunting reminder. A reminder that some lights can't be extinguished, and some dances, like the dance of the forgotten animatronics, never really end. Hey, it's Mr. Freaky. I hope you all enjoyed that original creepypasta. Go ahead and leave a comment below if you have an idea for the next story I should do. Also be sure to join our Discord to get involved in contests, giveaways, and all kinds of other fun stuff we're doing with the channel. Have a horrific evening, everyone, and remember to stay spooky, my friends.